It started at midnight and it was wild. Sounds ridiculous. It was a ridiculous proposition. And there were artists everywhere. It was kind of chaos and this kind of beautiful, beautiful chaos. Fringe is beloved by artists, you know. Even when we complain or whinge about how hard it is, even when we pay out Fringe, we're, we're in love with it. I felt like it was always clear that part of going to Fringe was that you were kind of joining in and, and taking a risk. It's an amazing parade on the track. There was a very analogue advertisement. They need to stop promoting artists' identities as a way of making the festival look inclusive. Things don't stand still. Challenge. Everyone has their Fringe story, right? Communication. Fringe does not stand still. Storytelling. Failure is absolutely an option. Playing with form. We didn't know what we were doing. And so everything was exciting. Everything was new. It's been 40 years since the first Melbourne Fringe. It's now a huge part of Melbourne's cultural life and one of its longest-running institutions. And the Fringe has always been about art that's unpredictable, experimental, chaotic, sometimes confronting. A lot of people would say it's about art that's unpopular too. A place for arts insiders and arts outsiders. But over those four decades, our society has undergone massive changes, and so has the festival. This new podcast from Melbourne Fringe and State Library Victoria coincides with a new exhibition celebrating Fringe's 40th. It's part-time capsule and part-time machine. We're powerful. We're a community. We're hopeful. I always think this wasn't Malcolm Whitaker describing Fringe as a pyramid scheme. Does that count? <laughs> I always say we are the R&D department of the arts industry. Like, we experiment with the ideas. So I think there are some problems and challenges with the open access model. Imagine there is no inside and outside. There is no wall. How do you make sure that you're entwined with the community that's around you? And so we were running our own art as we wanted it and we didn't have any, you know, involvement from non-disabled people telling us how they wanted to see it. There's no single history of The Fringe, only thousands of versions of it. So in this podcast, we'll unpack some of the ideas and dilemmas that lie at the heart of The Fringe's past, present and future. How can risk-taking, unpredictability and inclusion coexist with being a safe space for the unsafe? Why is bad art so important? What incredible artwork is only possible at The Fringe? Over 40 years, people struggled with and fought for different versions of what The Fringe could be and what it's for. What is it The Fringe of, anyway? And how can unpopular culture thrive in a city made rich by it? And in an ideal world, would Melbourne Fringe even be necessary? Or is it like a certain dating app designed to be deleted? Join us as we search for answers in the stories and reflections of dozens of people who've been a part of the festival's life from the early days as they speculate on the future. I'm Simon Abrahams, Creative Director and CEO at Melbourne Fringe. And I'm Kate Rhodes, Curator at State Library Victoria. Our podcast, The Rest Is Up To You, is coming soon. And in the meantime, check out the exhibition at the library. If you're listening to this trailer, you've already found us. So subscribe and tell your friends. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find out more at melbournefringe.com.au and at slv.vic.gov.au. This podcast has been made possible with the support of the Robert Seltzer Foundation. Stay tuned. You'll hear more from us very soon. Grab it by, by the horns. Oh, yeah, I've got a million cliches to describe what you've got to do. <laughs> Just do it.